Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you, and have a blessed day. So we're in the season of Advent, which... Uh, the season of Advent uh, is the traditional season within the church where we look at um, kind of traditional themes of love, hope, joy, and peace. And, and what's interesting about that is that if you um, try to structure it, um, the only Sunday that's not a movable Sunday, meaning you can't alternate, is the third Sunday of joy. That is a Sunday that is, it's the pink Sunday. It's the pink candle Sunday. It's a season that we remember the, the joy that, that Mary had at, at, when she found out she was going to give birth to Jesus. That is what I call the immovable Sunday. That's the only Sunday that you do not change. While the other three weeks, you can shift and move and change as you need to. And, and it's kind of hard sometimes in the lectionary to find out which Sunday they're talking about which particular item and so this week I just said we're talking about love because what a better way to talk about something that we always talk about around here is sharing God's love and 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 being a part of that and and for our sermon series uh, we remember that um, the idea of hope needs help with these advent themes are so central to who we are as people of faith hope needs help with love joy peace and hope. And so for these next few weeks, we'll, we'll continue to dive into that and see what that means. And, and so in today's uh, scripture reading uh, from the Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11, we see how hope needs help with love. Will you turn your Bibles for me with Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Hear these words. I thank my God every time I mention you in my prayers. I'm thankful for all of you every time I pray, and it always a prayer full of joy. I'm glad because of you have been my partner in ministry of the gospel from the time you first believed until now. I'm sure about this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job by the day of Christ Jesus. I have a good reason to think this way about all of you because I keep you in my heart. You are all my partners in God's grace. Both during my time in prison and the defense of my support of the gospel, God is my witness that I feel affection for all of you with compassion of Christ Jesus. This is my prayer. That your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge of all kinds of insight. I pray this so that you will be able to decide what really matters, and so you will be sincere and blameless on the day of Christ. I pray that you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness, which comes from Jesus Christ, in order to give glory and praise to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. This is a good old method of scripture. Paul's writing to the church of Philippi, and he's reminding them that they're not finished yet, that they're not made perfect yet. That sounds very Wesleyan, doesn't it? That that Wesley looked at the idea that we're moving towards perfection, that we're not perfected in this life, it will be the next. And and, and as we think about that, it it works really well with Advent, doesn't it? Because how many of you's homes is ready for uh, December 24th, ready for that Christmas Eve day when everybody shows up and is with you? How many of your homes is like completely ready that right now we could actually go over there and have Christmas Eve in your house right now? 
I see a lot of head shaking, no. I see a lot of eyes looking at that, like, oh, like, Lord, please don't. Like that, the, and, and we live into that reality that, that it takes time for us to get to Christmas. And we need that time to remind us of what this story is about. Last week we talked about hope, how you can be a hope for someone who may seem hopeless. This week, we can share God's love. It's really easy. You have what it takes to share God's love. And I think far too often, we forget that we have exactly what it takes to share God's love. No matter where we're at in our journey of faith, you can be an example for people to see what God's love looks like. And it's really easy, isn't it? Well, sometimes. You know, John Wesley himself was, you know, those people that think they're perfect? John Wesley was really skeptical of those people who said that they've reached Christian perfection, that they are the best Christian in the world because, well, they're the best do-gooder, right? He even himself denied that he had reached perfection. He struggled with it. He wrestled with it. And I think we all do, too. Hope needs help with love, not just because it, it sits upon on its own and, and we long for it, but, but sometimes we can be the love that people were hoping for. And it can be as simple as, as giving someone a sandwich for someone who may have needed a meal. It could be as something as simple as listening to that person who just says, hey, I need to talk. Can you just listen for just a little bit? And just sharing that love may, may provide hope for them that, that they can make it through whatever it is they're going through. Just being a little bit of hope, can, a little bit of love, sharing that little bit of love can change people's life. And Paul knew that when he, when he was talking about this in the scriptures. He, he knew that um, this is my prayer for you. Your love might become even more and more rich with knowledge and all kinds of insight. Because let me tell you, the more you share God's love, the more you learn, actually. Like, I remember when I was a baby Christian, and this wasn't too long ago. I mean, we're not even talking 20 years ago. I remember that, that my love was very small. And what I noticed is that the more I, I learned to love people, and sometimes it was the love people that were really hard to learn. You know who those people are. That my love began to grow. And my knowledge of love began to grow. And sometimes, sometimes loving those people that are difficult it is a challenge. But, but when we open ourselves up that these are children of God and we're called to love them, it, it expands that love even more that when we come around those people the next time, we kill them with kindness versus like, oh no, there's that person again. Or man, they have, you know, my family member, they have to come to dinner. I mean, really? Do I really love them that much that I have to sit and eat a meal with them? Love has no boundaries. Love has no end. This week I asked people, you know, why do you love Christmas music? I asked it on Facebook and the responses were, were really, it boiled down to responses. One, it made them feel good or it remembered a time when. And, and I was thinking about is that, you know, one of the reasons why I love Christmas music is because I remember my mom would always buy a Christmas CD. Every year she'd either buy a Christmas tape, and then when tapes became CDs, it became a Christmas CD. And so my mom, like, when she passed and we were going through her stuff, we had this, like, plethora of Christmas CDs, a lot of them not even opened. And I was remembering those times when mom would play particular songs or CDs or tracks or even a record. I remember one of my favorite records that my mom would play for us was, was the Chick Christmas album. Maybe you remember that album. 
is something I grew up with and is something I longed to listen for. And so now I, ever since mom has passed, I have done the same thing my mom did and I buy a Christmas album every year. Now it's a little bit different now because it's digital and I don't have these things to carry around with me. But every now and then I'm at a store and I say, hey, I don't have that one. I'm going to buy it and buy the physical album. Very rarely do I buy the physical album now. But I always find myself going back to those songs that I love and those Christmas carols because it brings us back to that moment that we remember of God's love looks like to us. And that's the love we're called to share with the world. That undying, unmerited, un, like, unboundaried love that we're called to share with everyone if we say we follow Jesus. Really hard, isn't it? Because there's some people we have to love because God said so. Yes, there are. And you know who those people are. Some of them are really hard to love because maybe they, they hurt you. And, and how, do we, how do we share God's love to someone that hurt us? I, I, I think it's a little bit of a journey and a little bit of learning to protect your heart, but also learning to love them unconditionally and maybe showing them what God's love may look like. I love that line that I say every so often. God loves you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Because I believe it. I know it's not grammatically correct. I know I've had numerous English teachers remind me of how bad it really is to say that. But sometimes a bad thing can be a good thing. And God loves you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. And God has never finished with us yet. And that's really what Paul's pointing at here. That we're not finished yet. And remember that Paul was in prison. He, you know, he, he had seen almost death a certain amount of times. And, and he was living off that, that idea and that hope that, that in the end this is going to be all right. And Jesus is going to take care of this. That anticipation of hope with the future. But he understood what God's love looked like. And so hope needed help with love. And Paul got that. The great love that God shares with us is that God is never finished with us. Hope becomes real during this Advent season as we prepare for Jesus' birth, and we all need that hope, love, joy, and peace. We need it. Not because it's a commercial item that we can buy and we can store and we can wrap and we can give away. We need it because... It centers us in Christ. Because sometimes we seem hopeless. Because the world may seem dark or broken. Sometimes we need love because, well, let's face it, we all need some love sometimes. And joy, who doesn't need joy? I mean, who really, there's not a person in this world that does not need a little bit of joy. And then that peace that surpasses all understanding that comes from the Prince of Peace, Jesus. Hope needs help with love. And the love you share with the world may be that answer of hope that someone needed. And I think that's a good challenge for you this week, is to share love. Because you never know what that may do for someone else. You may never know what seeds you may sow with, with sharing a little bit of love. 
You may never know how, how just even a simple smile or a hug and, or opening the door for someone may make their world. Those little things matter. And to me, that's what love looks like. A willingness to do the little thing to make a big difference. So I challenge you this week to share love. Not just with the select few who may be in your phone contacts list, but share love with everyone. Because if you do that, imagine what this world may look like. Imagine what, how this world could change if each and every one of us in this room let go of those things of the past that keep us from truly sharing God's love and just opened ourselves up to the possibilities that could happen if we just shared love. So I pray, like Paul did, I pray that you will be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ in order to give glory and praise to God. And if anything, remember this. God loves you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.